Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. If you'd like to join the alpha male conversational maneuvers, call me during the live show, Saturdays, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-DAVE-007. That's Saturdays, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-328-3007. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, U.S.A. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. It is the final Saturday in the month of October. We have been celebrating Cigar and Oktoberfest the entire month, where we celebrate two of the finest products ever created for our pleasure, and that is cigar and beer. And today, we always cap it up, as is our tradition, with... Cigar Oktoberfest Beer Tasting Maneuvers. For the next two hours, we will talk beer. We will tell you how beer is brewed. We will sample beer. And we have some special guests in Humidor 1A. First of all, we've got the voice. Voice talent, Ed. Greetings, Ed. Greetings, Long Ashes. This uh, is the live means as opposed to the recorded means. That's exactly yes. right. We've also got Mike Bryant and Ricky uh, Krantz of Dunedin Brewery, where we spent yesterday. We are going to be talking beer, 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 and sipping beer, beer, beer. It is a beer spectacular today. Or should I say beer-tacular? Long-ass greetings and salutations. A long-ass snappy salute. Semper delictatio. Always pleasure. America's alpha male. Front and center. Humidor 1A. And we welcome you to join us. Nationwide cigar. Pleasure. And beer-friendly hotlines are now open at 877-DAVE-007. That is 877-328-3007. Email address cigardave at cigardave.com. Be sure to follow me on the social networks. Twitter. At Cigar Dave Show. Facebook, which is Facebook.com slash Cigar Dave. Don't forget, we're also on Instagram and and uh, YouTube. You can get all those and subscribe to all those by checking out the new and improved CigarDave.com. And if you were following us on social media or checking us out on the website, you would have known that we did a special Cigar Dave bonus briefing beginning at 1130 Eastern Time this morning. It was the General Raw uncensored ed why don't i let you do that you know go ahead the general raw uncensored and cussing like crazy and cussing like a longshoreman <laughs> well as the great general george s Patton <laughs> always said that uh you know profanity when you want to make a point is key but the key is you must use eloquent profanity do you think my profanity was eloquent this i morning? think it was very eloquent and i've got a six-year-old at home that also understands eloquent profanity <laughs> boy does he ever and some of them not so eloquent now that i think of it excellent well we had a great time this morning we talked about a whole bunch of things and uh, in fact one of the things uh, two of the things i'll get to uh, very, very quickly here, uh, front and center. But first, let me welcome Mike Bryant, Ricky Kranz. Gentlemen, get nice and close to those microphones. Great.
great to have you with us. We were with you yesterday in uh, in Dunedin at the Dean Brewery. We uh, we learned everything there is to know about brewing, and uh, you gave me the title of honorary brewmaster. Yes, and it's a simple process, isn't it? Well, not that simple. Uh, you made it look simple. Let's put it that way. I mean, it. We, we. I learned the process in about 30 minutes, but I have a feeling that to really master it, Ricky, it takes a lot longer than that. Uh, yeah, just just a, a few more days than that. A few more days. Okay. Well, all I know is you brought uh, three magnificent beers front and center here. Let me let me take a look here. First of all, you brought some small growlers of the your special Oktoberfest beer. That's right. All right. And then you also brought your famous apricot wheat ale which is a magnificent beer mm. and then the last one is our uh, vagabond swing it's actually a dark pale ale a vagabond swing a dark pale ale excellent well some of the other beers that i have uh, front and center here and i have to thank my good friends uh john and brad from consumers beverage center up in the western new york and buffalo theater of operations they have been shipping beer nonstop for the last two weeks actually three weeks and i couldn't get to some of it uh, last week and the week before but i will today we're going to start off here actually with a wise i believe this is called wyhen stefaner hef weiss beer the world's oldest brewery, uh, brewery, Premium Bavaricum. Gentlemen, does that sound oh, yeah. familiar? Oh, yeah. Oh, Famous yeah. beer. Famous Can. beer, and this is going to be a lager, so probably more on the mild, less hoppy side. It's be nice and clean. Nice and clean. That's an adjective we can use. Then uh, John and Matt sent me from Ithaca Beer Company in Ithaca, New York, up in uh, the Finger Lakes region, some country pumpkin ale. Mm, now, sounds nice. pumpkin right now, because of October... Halloween is very, very big. Oh, yeah. And so we'll talk about that as well from Great Lakes Brewing Company. We've got some Nosferatu. I believe that's spelled N-O-S-F-E-R-A-T-U. Nosferatu. 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 Thank you, voice talent. <laughs> Say that one more time, Ed. Nosferatu. Nosferatu. Coming soon to a wrestling <laughs> that was a big arena near you. Big Nosferatu. That's that why they've got a vampire. Okay, well, there you go. Ed, <laughs> clearly you spend too much time in theaters <laughs> watching vampire movies. Uh, not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Okay, good. Uh, yes, the Portuguese princess makes sure of that. A handcrafted imperial red ale made in Cleveland and Labatt's Blue from Canada, eh? Yeah. Got to have some Labatt's Blue. Actually, they're <laughs> oh, yeah. headquartered up in Buffalo now. And then a brewery that uh, actually discovered this about five years ago. I just thought the name was kind of cool. Hebrew Brewing. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Chosen Beer. And actually, they make a very good beer. This is the Genesis Dry Hop Session Ale. Nice. So very we will nice. enjoy that. And then a man you're familiar with, Joey Redner from Cigar City Brewing. Oh, yeah. He's got his hotter than Hellas Lager. <laughs> but it's really not that hot. It's actually a very smooth lager. Very nice. And then from Chi-Town Brewing, we have the Lakeshore Lager, American Pale Lager. And here's a brewery which is very well known, a craft brewery on California, Lagunitas. Uh, Lagunitas. Oh, very yeah. familiar. Lagunitas. We'll talk about them. Petaluma, California. I was out there visiting actually a fellow broadcaster, Leo Laporte, back in April before I hit wine country. This is the Lagunitas Indian Pale Ale from Lagunitas Brewing Company, Petaluma, California. Beautiful little town. And then finally, we've, if we have time, we've got Brooklyn Pen and Ale 55. This is from Brooklyn Brewing Company, another uh, oh, yeah. craft brewer up in New York that's done yeah. very well. So yeah. we're going to have our palates full today. Let's put it that way. Between uh, all the beer we've consumed over the last month, the good news is I've discovered uh, scientifically that beer is actually very good for you. So we will get into that. But before we do, lieutenants, before we get into the tasting section and learning a little bit about beer and the specifics, the difference between an ale and lager and stout and porter and how it's brewed and gravity and international bitter units, there is an important uh, item that I want to get to because the FDA, 
this week, or I should say actually the Department of Health and Human Services run by that wonderful administrator in charge, Secretary Kathleen Sebelius. Uh, they have actually sent a proposed rule from the Department of HHS over to the Office of Management and Budget to begin the process to federally regulate premium cigars. It has moved to the next phase. We've known about this the last number of years. The major cigar advocacy groups, the Cigar Rights of America, the Cigar Association of America, the International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailers Association, retailers, consumers, they've been making the rounds to the halls of Congress, talking to congressmen and senators, talking to the FDA, the uh, the, the the enemies of pleasure that run the uh, tobacco control uh, uh, division of the FDA. But this is something we have to keep a very close eye And the reason is we want to make sure that we can still enjoy our cigars, being able to walk into a retailer, into a humidor, a walk-in humidor that does not have to be under lock and key like it does in Canada. We want to be able to walk and inspect the cigars, whereas in Canada, you cannot do that. You can go in with an attendant, but you cannot physically touch the cigar until you have purchased it and it is placed in a bag and you are leaving the store with it. The humidor is under lock and key in Canada. There would be potential marketing restrictions. If you wanted to sample a cigar, you go to an event, and let's say that uh, uh, Rocky Patel is there, or Nick Perdomo, or one of the Padrones, or one of the Newmans, or or Carlos Diaz from from Puros Indios, any of the manufacturers, and they have a thing where they say, hey, the first hundred people, we're going to give you a sample of our cigar, and if you buy a box, we're going to give you a five-cigar sampler. We need to make sure that that is not made illegal. So it's very important that we keep an eye on this. And in the Cigar Dave uh, bonus briefing this morning, I I, I drew the comparison that here we have the FDA, which has a division of 3,000 enemy of pleasure bureaucrats who do nothing but regulate tobacco, primarily now cigarettes. But under the Tobacco uh, uh, Control Act that was signed by Ayatollah Obama, correction, Emperor Obama, a number of years ago, It allowed the Department of HHS, the secretary, to establish even more restrictions and look at regulating cigars and pipe tobacco and other tobacco products, which is where we are at today. Now, there are 3,000 people employed in this bureaucratic uh, uh, jungle that do nothing but essentially are enemies of pleasure, and they want to now extend their reach to cigars. Now, the FDA cannot even get a website or HHS a website working properly. Amazing that Amazon built their entire website for less than $100 million and it works spectacularly. eBay works fine. Apple, Google, they all work fine. Only the federal government spends $600 million that we know about to create 500 million lines of code that does not work. Does not work. Yet... They now want to regulate cigars. And furthermore, they can't even regulate the products coming into this country, the food products, for dogs and cats. And I made the example that the FDA announced on Tuesday an alert to consumers to be aware of illnesses and deaths tied to jerky treats, chicken jerky or duck jerky or beef jerky from China. They don't know. The cause of the illnesses, but there is a direct correlation. And many of the manufacturers have pulled their product, but there are many treats and foods still made in China. And the FDA quietly, a few weeks ago, allowed uh, passed a rule that poultry processors in the United States, so the Tysons, the Purdue Farms, they can 
grow their chickens here. They can hatch their chickens. They can whack their chickens here in the United States. And then they're going to be, for the first time, allowed to ship their chickens to China to get processed and then ship back here for Americans to consume and to eat. Anybody see a problem with that? Now, my rhetoric in the Cigar Dave bonus briefing was a lot, uh, not as tame as it is right now. I told you exactly what I think of the Chinese. I hate them. I don't like the Chinese communists. I think they're bastards. And that's my, my, my G-rated version of what I had to say about the Chinese. But now the FDA, which can't get a website up and running for healthcare, you can't even find out what the prices are. It's so, uh, it, it's so secretive. They can't even control dog treats made in China coming into this country and regulate them and inspect them. And now they're going to allow poultry processors to send their perfectly good chickens that are whacked here in the United States to get processed in dumpy factories in China so that we can get sick and die here. But yet the FDA has plenty of time to oversee cigars and implement additional regulations. It is absurd. And I think we've seen exactly the absurdity of the HHS and FDA this week and the last three weeks by how disastrous the Obamacare website launch has been. They can't do anything right. All they can do right is get in the way of Americans that want to enjoy a legal product, enjoy a product in moderation that absolutely has health benefits. It relaxes us. It provides us pleasure. It it. I'm telling you, brings blood pressure down. What brings blood pressure up, without any question, and right now my blood pressure is at about 4,000 over 3,600 because of talking about the FDA. Enough of these enemies of pleasure. Kathleen Sebelius is an absolute comical joke. This nanny should go back to where she came in Kansas, go back on the farm, get up at 4 o'clock, sweetheart, and milk the cows. Even that would probably be too difficult for you. You're a terrible governor of Kansas, and you're a horrible secretary of HHS. And one little footnote. When you said that you don't answer to the people that are calling for your resignation, the hell you don't, sweetheart. You most certainly do. You report to every taxpaying American in this country. And I'm offended that as a taxpaying American, you have the nerve, the chutzpah, the audacity to say, you don't work for me. You certainly do. And clearly, you should be fired because you don't have a damn clue, and neither do any people in your entire department. And the FDA, with this tobacco control now, has gone overboard. 3,000 people working in the FDA just to oversee tobacco and now potentially cigars. I'd say, why don't we put them out in the field to inspect food so that our dogs and our cats aren't getting killed because of Chinese dog treats that are shipped over here that are tainted with who the hell knows what. Lieutenants, when we come back, I am going to enjoy a fine cigar, the Monte Cristo New York edition. And gentlemen, I am more than ready to start sampling libations and brews because I want to enjoy... The great pleasures of life, and that are cigars, beers, libations. I don't want to deal with the enemies of pleasure. As far as I'm concerned, if they were all eradicated today, life would be good. Catch the Cigar Dave Show anytime with the Cigar Dave mobile app. Available for Android and iOS. It is a real smoking app. Go to CigarDave.com for info.
If you're a lover of modern full-bodied cigars, you're in for an awesome treat. Introducing Monte from Monte Cristo, a dynamic new cigar expertly crafted with not one, but two binders. Bold, masculine, and totally unique. Monte's amazing flavor will knock your socks off. A rare Nicaraguan binder, selected for its spectacular taste and sweet aroma, provides the perfect complement to a spicy Dominican Olor binder. This innovative use of two binders adds strength as well as complexity, culminating in an unbelievably flavorful smoke. A rich, dark Ecuadorian wrapper and aged Dominican fillers add even more punch, ensuring a knockout smoking experience. Savor a modern legend today. Monty, double binder, Amazing flavor. Great price. Visit us on Facebook and Twitter at The Cigar Life. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. The 2013 Tampa Cigar Festival is fast approaching. Join cigar connoisseurs from across the country for the world's largest cigar celebration. The Tampa Cigar Festival takes place on Saturday, November 23rd from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. at Fort Brook Cotenshobe Park, directly behind the Tampa Bay Times Forum in downtown Tampa. Enjoy great cigars and deals, Tampa-inspired delicacies, cool, refreshing craft beer from Cigar City Brewing, two stages of all-day continuous entertainment, and a live nationwide broadcast of the Cigar Dave Show, a Accompanied by the Don Juicium Orchestra, it's five acres of family-friendly cigar paradise. General admission is $10. Kids 12 and under free. Go all out with a VIP experience ticket. That includes private VIP tent and seating, all-day buffet from the Columbia Restaurant, open bar, and five premium cigars. The 2013 Tampa Cigar Festival, Saturday, November 23rd, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. in downtown Tampa. Info and VIP tickets at tampacigarfestival.com. That's tampacigarfestival.com. Hi, I'm Rocky Patel. And I'd like to reintroduce you to some of my favorite cigars, the Vintage line. First, the Vintage 99, beautiful seven-year-old Connecticut shade wrapper, eight-year-old Nicaraguan and Dominican fillers, creamy, mild, elegant. This cigar is a perfect cigar for a beginner and aficionado looking for a nice, mild cigar. The Vintage 1990 showcases a 12-year-old broadleaf wrapper from Honduras, 8-year-old Nicaraguan Dominican fillers, nutty, caramely, and smooth. Truly a mild-to-medium cigar with a lot of complexity and character. The Vintage 1992. 10-year-old Sumatra wrapper from Ecuador, 8-year-old Nicaraguan Dominican fillers, a medium-bodied cigar with a little spice, nuttiness, complexity, and balance. You're going to love the line of Rocky Patel vintage cigars. Try one today. I promise you, these cigars will deliver. With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. Well, I've got to have a cigar. I must select a cigar that, number one, is going to relax me. Number two is going to accompany all these great beers that we're going to start sampling here momentarily. So I need something that's going to be balanced right in the middle. Not too light, not too full, something right in the middle, medium, medium plus, and love Monte Cristos. The Monte Cristo Epic is fabulous. The Monte by Monte Cristo I love. 
But about two, three years ago, Altanis USA started coming out with special regional editions of the Monte Cristo. They started with the Monte Cristo New York. Then they came out with the Monte Cristo Las Vegas, then the Texas, the Chicago. They're all different. They're all unique. But I have pulled out for all of our guests and yours truly the Monte Cristo New York Connoisseur Edition. It is medium plus Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, beautiful silky wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, Dominican filler, just a beautiful looking cigar, a 6x60 boxed pressed torpedo. And voice talent, Ed, you have one already lit. You didn't even wait for the proper litation sequence. However, you're thoroughly enjoying it. Oh, you bet. This is fantastic. And uh, Michael and Ricky, I know you are going to get ready to enjoy that as well. You've got We've got some other cigars for you. We've got plenty of cigars for everybody. Fear not. This cigar, $14, available only in the crumbling empire state of New York or New York City. Very, very nice. Medium to full flavored cigar. Beautiful construction. Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, Dominican filler, and there's also the Monte Cristo Texas edition, which differs just a little bit, as well as the Las Vegas and the Chicago. In fact, I wonder with the Monte Cristo Chicago, if the super fans prefer that cigar over anything else. In fact, I think if you smoke that, you're in Monte Cristo class. As they say on their uh, discount double check commercial. I love that commercial. I love those guys. That's super fans. All right. So I'm going to enjoy the Monte Cristo Nueva York today. Cigar altering and highly sharpened leaf exposing device. Self sharpening double edged stainless steel guillotine ready for action. Maximum BTU flame throwing and heat producing apparatus. I've got my special Cigar Dave signature prototype, five jet flames, fully loaded, ready to go. Cigar, Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. And voice telling Ed, because we have you front and center in Humidor 1A, anything you would like to add to that since you were here live? It's just, I, no, I, this this cigar speaks for itself, man, I tell you. All right, I'm ready to go. Let me cut it now. <laughs> the thing is with a, a pyramid or a torpedo, I, I always, you know, you don't want to take too much off the top right from the get-go. So I'm always very careful because sometimes you can overdo it. So I usually will cut it three, four times until I get just the right amount exposed of the fiddle leaf, which I have. I will gently toast the foot of this beautiful square-pressed cigar. Beautiful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. Very silky, very oily. Love the feel of this cigar. And I love the aroma and the taste uh, just as much. Let me toast the foot. I will puff and rotate. All right. Mmm. Great draw. Great taste. Mmm. The only thing missing with this cigar is the libation. And when we come back, we will commence Cigar Oktoberfest beer tasting maneuvers with our special guests, Mike Bryant, Ricky Krantz of Dunedin Brewery, Voice Talent Ed. In the studio, Humidor 1A front and center, 877-DAVE-007. We're going to go throttle up with Brewski Maneuvers next. You can now listen to the show 24-7, both online and through the General's new mobile app. Go to CigarDave.com for details.
It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm -hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium Diamond Crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit DiamondCrown.com. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. Defending your rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of pleasure. It's the General Cigar Dave. Trick or treat for cigars, spirits, and dames. That is far better than any sort of candy product you could get if you trick-or-treat on Thursday evening. No trick-or-treating for me. I will just uh, smoke a great cigar while I'm handing out or tossing the candy, whatever the case may be. All right, we are conducting beer-tasting maneuvers here for Cigar Oktoberfest. We're rejoined by Mike Bryant and Ricky Krantz of Dunedin Brewery in Dunedin, Florida, right in the Tampa Bay area, where I had the pleasure of spending uh, yesterday afternoon learning how to brew beer, everything that's uh, necessary. We've got voice talent Ed, our uh, creative voice talent. I am here front and center, General. Now, voice talent Ed, yes. you require ample amounts of libations to keep the voice pipes, the, 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 oh, the throat properly moistened. You know moistened. it. You know we it. have yeah. plenty. We yes. have plenty. So, without any further delay, before we even start talking about beer, first of all, I have, and Mike, tell me if I'm pronouncing this correctly, the Vian Stefaner. Is it yeah, Stefaner? Stefaner, Vian uh, Stefanery, Hef Weissbier, Bavarian style. What does Bavarian style mean? Uh, it's made in Bavaria. Ricky probably knows more about it than I do. All right. It's Bavarian. Whatever it is, it's very good. <laughs> Generally, it's made with a Bavarian yeast. It's going to have slight peppery, maybe some banana and clove flavors to it. Mm, very relatively benign on the on the nose here. Kind of a nice light uh, yellowish color. Nice head. Take a sip. Mm. Clean, a little sparkly, very mild. Very mild. Very famous yeast. Very famous yeast. Well, now, I know that in 1516, William IV, the Duke of Bavaria, adopted, I believe this is pronounced, the Rheinheitsgebot, which is the purity law. Yeah. 
perhaps the oldest food quality regulation still in use in the world, which allowed only the following ingredients to make beer. Water, hops, and barley malt. That's it. Nothing else. And so this is a relatively benign beer. A lot of people think German beers are going to be very full. And, you know, you see those big Bavarian women with the big bosoms and, you know, the big steins. And, you know, they weigh in about 3, 350. And you think, boy, that's going to be full and robust. And it's really not the case. It's relatively tame. By, drinkable. By, yeah, drinkable. Very drinkable. Yeah. Very approachable. And uh, now let me ask you, Ricky, uh, if you were to brew something like this, basically uh, this is a lager? Uh, I believe it's an ale yeast. Or oh, it's an ale yeast. Okay. All right, because I've always thought the ales were really, you know, more robust, and this is not the case at all. It's probably fermented at a very low temperature. All right, let's get in. Now that I've taken my first sip, and I'm going to pass the beer bottle around. 99 bottles of beer on the wall. One has just been passed. Talk a little bit about beer. First of all, it is an alcoholic beverage produced by the sacrification of starch and fermentation of the resulting sugar. The starch and sacrification enzymes are often derived from malted cereal grains, most commonly malted barley and malted wheat. Beer is also flavored with hops, which add bitterness and act as a natural preservative. Other flavorings, such as herbs or fruit, may occasionally be added. And the preparation of beer is called brewing. Beer is the world's most widely consumed alcoholic beverage, the third most popular drink overall behind water and tea. I would think coffee would be in there. That surprises me. It is thought to be, by some, the oldest fermented beverage. And beer actually goes back to the early Neolithic uh, era, 9500 B.C., when Syria was first farmed. It is recorded in the written history of ancient Iraq and ancient Egypt, and archaeologists speculate that beer was instrumental in the formation of civilizations. And the earliest known chemical evidence of barley beer dates back to the 3500 to 3100 B.C. uh, era from the Zagros Mountains of western Iran. And I know the ancient Egyptians, certainly, obviously, uh, there's there's been uh, uh, history, uh, and archaeologists have shown that they enjoyed beer. And almost any substance containing sugar can naturally undergo alcoholic fermentation. Beer was spread throughout Europe by the Germanic and Celtic tribes as far back as 3000 B.C., But the early beers did not contain hops. That was first mentioned in Europe around 822 by Carolingian Abbott. And again in 1067. And then we talked about William IV, the Duke of Bavaria, who adopted the purity law. The other thing that's changed beer, gentlemen, and I know you can address this, is the development of hydrometers and thermometers by allowing the brewer more control over the process and greater knowledge of the results. As of a number of couple of years ago, more than 36 billion gallons of brewski was sold per year. Global revenues, $350 billion. Man. That's a lot of money. Now, let's talk a little bit about some of the stages. Now, yesterday I had the pleasure of actually coming in and taking the tour. And the first thing that we learned that you showed me, you gave me a bottle of malted barley. And it almost looked like, when you looked at it, like wild rice. Wild grain rice. Yes, similar, a little, little bit more plump than right. rice. But so uh, barley. I mean, uh, that was that's the first thing that basically is the ingredient, and from there it's water, and uh, then you have yeast and hops. So it's relatively simple in terms of the ingredients. So 
go ahead, Ricky, and tell us the process because the first thing is you actually have to take that uh, barley, you have to do something with it, then you pull it, put it in what's called a mash tun and combine it with water, and I'll let you explain. Right. Well, we, we start off with uh, malted barley, and that comes in. We have to split it open because it's essentially just the seed of a grass. So uh, we run it through a roller mill, and from there it will go through a hydrator into our mash tun itself. Now, the, the hydrator just allows hot water to be sprayed on that barley as it's going into the mash tun. And that water has to be hot because the enzymes inside of the barley are only active over 120 degrees. Now, when we say that mash tun, it is like a giant kettle is what it yes. looks like. And you've got this bin up top that actually drops down the, the, the husk bar, barley into the, into the uh, kettle. Right. Into, into the, the mash in tun. The mash tun yes. Into the mash tun. But that's what it looks like. It's a giant... You know, giant metal. How many how many gallons? What's the capacity? Uh, we have a nine hundred and thirty. Yeah, this thing's probably master. about what twelve feet high, something like that. Yeah, around that. Yeah, it's it's big. All right, so in that process, you actually heat up water, you put the malted barley in, and what else? Um, well, we'll stir it as we're adding it into the mash tun. Mm -hmm. um, once you've got all of our water and our barley in there, it will go through a rest, which is called the sacrification rest where those enzymes will convert the starch and the barley into sugar, which is a, a fermentable product. All right. And that takes, what, a couple hours? Uh, usually the, our rest is right around an hour. Rest around an hour. Then from the mash tun, it goes into the kettle. That's correct. Okay. Um, and how does that happen? How does it, do you physically take it? Does, are there pipes? What happens when it goes to the next process? Uh, we actually run it through a pump. Okay. So we'll start draining off um, that that sugary liquid that's created that's called wort. We'll start running off the wort um, from the bottom of the mash tun, pump it over into the kettle, and at the same time we'll rinse the grain that's left in the mash tun with hot water and get as much of that sugar off as we can. Now, have you ever tasted the wort before when it's called baby beer? Oh, yes. What does that taste like? Uh, it's very, very sweet, um, almost almost to the point of being cloying, but you mm -hmm. get a, a real good um, guess at what the profile of the malt character is going to be for the beer. So that that process then, fermentation hasn't occurred. We don't have the alcohol yet. It's just still sugary. Right. Okay. And then when it goes into the kettle, it you stir that in the kettle as well? Um, no. In the kettle, we just we boil. You boil. And what does the boiling do? Um, boiling, it's mainly for uh, sanitation. That's why beer was the, the safer product to drink back in the day than water, um, because it had to go through the boil, which sanitizes everything. Okay. So it, it boils, and that process takes how long? Uh, we boil for about an hour, and during that hour at specific times, we'll add our hop additions. Okay, now let's talk about the importance of hops, because we've talked about, and I've talked about the flavor characteristics of a beer saying it's hoppy, meaning it's got some bite to it. It's got a little bit of spiciness, a little bit of, uh, at the back of the palate, it's got that, uh, that, I guess we could call it, it's got a little zing, if you will. Uh, it's zesty. Uh, so the more hops you have, or the depends on where the hops come from, that can change the level of that zestiness, that 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 strength right. of the beer. The the active ingredient that everybody talks about in hops is actually alpha acid. Um so depending on where it's grown and how it was farmed, um, you're gonna have varying degrees of that alpha acid in it. So by choosing the type of hop, you actually know when to add it in to the boil generally. Your higher alpha acids are gonna be for bittering, so you'll add them early on in the boil to get that nice like IPA bitterness to mm. the beer. Now, when we talk about cigars, we talk about the different wrappers. Wrappers give about 50, 60% of the flavor profile 
flavor characteristics of the cigar. And they're grown in different areas. For example, in Cameroon, tends to be a very toothy wrapper. It's got some spice, some sweetness. Connecticut's a little milder. I would assume the same thing is with hops. Depending on where the hops are grown, uh, what part of the country, what part of the world, the climate, that has an effect on what they taste like. So where are hops grown? Um, they're actually grown all over the world. Uh, in America, it's mostly the Cascadia region, um, Washington the, and Oregon. Okay, Pacific Northwest. Uh, and they tend to be more grapefruity, citrusy, almost piney. Um, and then there's also what's called noble hops that are grown over in Europe, mostly the UK and the Czech Republic, places like that. And they tend to be a little more grassy and herby. And now New Zealand has really popped onto the stage within the last couple of years producing hops. And, and how many varieties of hops are there? Oh, hundreds there's constantly new strains coming out so you can year. you can basically just like a cigar blender would take different tobaccos from different countries and different farms you can do the same thing and that you could take the exact same basically uh a wort or baby beer and you can change the flavor characteristics by the different uh, uh, uh hops that you use yeah and and the introduction of hops into the boil and when you do it and um, how, how does that work michael when you the, the different uh, times. 30 minutes before the end is normally the area for flavor, flavor hops. And you could use any kind of combination. There's no, There are no rules anymore uh, since craft brewing took off. It's just do whatever you want. It's very uh, artistic. Uh, towards the end is uh, going to be your nose. Like the nose, uh, as soon as you put the beer to your nose, you, you're going to smell those hops. And then after that, you can do uh, what's called a hop back. Um, you run the wart through hops, uh, uh, could be pellet hops, it could be leaf hops before it goes into the fermenter. And then after, after for post-fermentation, you can add them as dry hopping. You know, you hear a lot of that right now. People are dry hopping and all this. But, and then there's different techniques being developed constantly by craft brewers of ways to introduce the resins of hops. And, and hops have other resins other than alpha acids. There's other resins in the hops. And that all is being, it's all coming into play now. Now, there are two different types of, before we get into the next process, because from there, from the uh, kettle, it's going to then go into fermentation. But there are two different uh, terms that I want to talk about. One is called gravity. The other is IBU, International Bitter Units. First up, Ricky, tell me what gravity is. Uh, gravity is actually the sugar content of the wort itself. It's how much... Um fermentable sugars you have in the beer well it also includes non-fermentable sugars but we're looking at the stuff that the yeast is actually going to be able to eat so if you have a higher gravity beer meaning more sugars what does that mean in the fermentation process a, a, a harsher beer a full-bodied beer normally it's going to be higher in alcohol but you're also higher in alcohol you're putting more malt in so it usually will have more body as well okay gotcha so that's the first thing so gravity in the wort when it talks about the sugars the higher the gravity usually has more malt thus it's going to have more body now, let's talk about IBUs, International Bitter Units. Uh, I know that yesterday I sampled a beer that was about 80 on the IBU scale. And uh, I know a lot of the IPAs, the India Pale Ales, they tend to be a little bit more structured, more body. And uh, the higher the IBU, the more zest on the palate, if you will, more personality on the palate. Uh, that's actually kind of a touchy subject for me because I think it's a lot more subjective than that. Um, there's been a lot of studies about it, and there's – Perceived bitterness is almost more important than the IBU itself. Um, and, and, and when we talk about, so for example, let's say the lager that we just sampled, the uh, that first lager that uh, or that ale we talked about, it is called the. This is a Bavarian beer. 
It is the Vian Vihein Stefaner Hef Weissbier. What would you say the IBU on this is probably? Because um, it goes from what zero to like a hundred. Yeah, a rough guess would be somewhere from fifteen to thirty. Okay, so that tends to be, as I said, it's on the mild side. But the next beer that I'm going to sample, which is your Oktoberfest, which is an American lager. So again, a lager, I would think, because it's fermented differently, tends to be a little bit more mild. Where would you say this ranks? Um, that's probably right around 40. Okay, so again, it's not going to be overly super full, but I notice the color on this is a really deep golden brown. Beautiful looking color. Wow, you definitely can tell there's more character and composition on the It's like a caramel color. It is a caramel color. I'll take a sip of this. Let me pass this around. I don't want to deprive anyone here of their <laughs> right to enjoy some fine brewski. Mm. Now, that's actually made with 11 different types of malts. Now, this has much more character than the Hef Weissbier, the Bavarian-style uh, ale that I just uh, tried. And I'll tell you what I notice about it. A little bit hoppier, but not overbearing. But there's more structure, more complexity in the taste. Almost like a, like you said, there's 10, 11 different malts. Now, when you say 10, 11 different malts, all barley malt? Um, this one is all barley. Okay. Uh, but when I say different types, it's generally talking about the roast that they put on the barley. Um, when they malt it, they, they germinate the malt and allow it to sprout. Now, they stop that process before it becomes a plant by uh, um, drying it out and then kilning or roasting it. Now, depending on how much you kiln it or roast it, it'll give the, the malts different flavors. So it's like coffee. If you over-roast the beans, it's going to be a fuller flavor. Just like Starbucks tends to do a heavy roast on their beans, it's a very viscous, very, very solid coffee. Whereas a uh, like a uh, Tim Hortons or a Dunkin' Donuts, they don't over-roast it. It's going to be a little bit more... A little bit more drinkable, in my estimation. So that would be the same thing. So yeah, they that's... can adjust it by by the roast of the... And I'm sure also, depending on where the barley comes from, right. it's going to add a different flavor complexion. Right. Very good. So we have left off right now at, I think, step number... Let's see. Step number one is actually taking the barley and husking it or cracking it. Step two is putting it in the mash tun. Step three is into the kettle, the boiling kettle. Now when we come back, we will talk about step four of making beer, the brewing process, and that's going into fermentation. We will continue. It is Cigar Oktoberfest Beer Tasting Maneuvers Beer 101 with Mike Bryan and Ricky Krantz of the Dunedin Brewery, Voice Talon Ed front and center. We will continue right around the corner, 877-DAVE-007 as we enjoy the brewski. Get three premium cigars each month shipped directly to you. These cigars are selected by the general himself and come in a reusable, customized zippered pouch. Sign up for the Cigar Dave Officers Club at CigarDave.com. Born in the lush, fertile tobacco fields of Nicaragua, a rare treasure awaits the serious cigar smoker. Prized by a small group of loyal and devout followers, Juan Lopez cigars are quite likely the finest and rarest of the magnificent Nicaraguan Puros currently favored by aficionados. Each year, a scant few of these Nicaraguan beauties are crafted by hand. The complex and powerful Juan Lopez blend is highlighted by a bold, reddish-brown Nicaraguan Habano wrapper surrounding the choicest Nicaraguan binder and filler tobaccos. Each leaf is carefully hand-selected for exquisite flavor and strength. The Juan Lopez smoke is intensely flavorful, 
rich and robust, yet smooth and well-rounded, esteemed by the most knowledgeable cigar lovers for generations. Discover this rare treasure for yourself. Visit us on Facebook and Twitter at The Cigar Life. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. I cannot tell you how many times lieutenants come up to me and say, General, I wish I could enjoy the same great cigars you get to sample before everyone else. Well, good news. For the last nine years, you've been able to do that. If you've joined my Cigar Dave's Officers Club, every month you will receive three cigars direct to your door shipped in a fantastic Officers Club custom Ziploc cigar pouch. Membership is $22.95 per month. There's no long-term contracts. You're not satisfied? You can cancel whenever you want. It makes a great gift for birthdays, holidays. In fact, I suggest you take an Officers Club membership and spoil yourself. Sample the gamut from mild to full, natural to Maduro, Robusto to Perfecto. The Cigar Dave's Officers Club has great cigars delivered to you every single month. Join today at CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club and enjoy great cigars. Foremost authority on cigars, spirits, diversions, and the good life. The General Cigar Dave. Beer tasting maneuvers as we celebrate the last week of Oktoberfest. Mike Bryan, Ricky Krantz of Dunedin Brewery. We've got voice talent Ed front and center, Humidor 1A. Ricky, we left off at step number four. So we talked about the malted barley. We talked about going into the mash tun, boiling into the kettle. And now we're at step four goes into fermentation right and i i really wish uh our other brewer trace kaylee was here right now because he's mostly in charge of the fermentation side um but once we boil the 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 wort we're going to transfer it over into a fermenter through a heat exchanger so it's at a proper temperature um and then we're going to add our yeast when our house yeast is an ale yeast and we're we're going to let it go for about a week to 10 days. Now, there are different types of yeasts. Yes. And that can add a different taste component, correct? Very much so. And how many different types of yeasts are there? Mm, man. Thousands, like thousands, probably. And and so you can, again, just like you go to different vendors, you can do the same thing where they grow the yeast. Right. And and a yeast that you use as a house yeast, the more you repitch it, the more it gets the customs to its surroundings. Now, it when you say changes. repitch it, what does that mean? Uh, you harvest the yeast. Okay. And then you'll you'll grab a certain part of that batch, and then you repitch that. So you reuse it. Yeah. Gotcha. So basically what happens is then you, that you, that you maintain that consistency. Now, do you use different yeast for different types of beers? Right. We use the lager yeast, and, and it depends on the specialty beers that we're doing. But basically for the our flagship beers, it's pretty much the same ale yeast. All right. And the yeast allows the, the wort uh, to essentially convert from sugars— to alcohol. It eats the it eats, sugar. Yeah. It eats the sugar. Produces, alcohol and CO2. Yeah. Alcohol and CO2. And that stays about a week to 10 days for an ale. Lagers are longer, correct? Because yes. that's a bottom fermenting yeast? Bottom fermenting, and they also ferment at cooler temperatures, which takes longer. Okay, and that's what, about a month? Um, no, generally about two weeks. Maybe. Two weeks. Okay, so seven to 10 days. Then from the fermentation tank, it goes where? Uh, from the fermenter, it's going, well, after fermentation, we'll drop it down to temperature. And that yeast will actually drop out. Like the Oktoberfest that we're drinking here is fairly clear. 
Um, that's all just from dropping the temperature. We don't filter any of our beers. Okay, what does filter do? <clears throat> Filtering is just going to take out any sediments, any um, large yeast particles that are still in suspension in the beer and essentially make the beer clear. Okay, but you don't want it clear. You want that nice color, that, that, well, that what, body. What can happen is if you sterile filter, it depends on the tightness of your filter, anything below 3 micron. You start p- pulling out things like B vitamins, things like that. And, and actually, there are studies showing that the nutrients and the alcohol in moderation has positive health effects on the mental, uh, uh, on the brain, the nervous system, cardiovascular system, proven scientific health right. effects. Again, in moderation. That's not, right. you know, consuming, right. you know, two six packs a day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so from there, real quick, Ricky. Uh, from there, it'll go into a bright tank to be carbonated. Okay. Uh, most production breweries force carbonate, which is okay. essentially adding uh, CO2 after the fact. And uh, then it'll be put into a keg and put on tap. And then we enjoy it, then which enjoy is the it. most important part. All right, so now we know how beer is brewed. The entire process, about two weeks for uh, an ale. Between 14 to 21 days. 14 to 21 days for an ale, maybe 21 to 28 days for a lager. A little bit longer than that. A little bit longer than that. All right, sounds good. So now we know the brewing process, lieutenants. When we come back, we will talk about various tastings of beers and the specifics. Don't forget, Tampa Cigar Festival, Saturday, November 23rd. It is around the corner. More information at CigarDave.com. Download the Cigar Dave mobile app now. More Cigar Oktoberfest beer tasting maneuvers next on the Cigar Dave Show. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. If you'd like to join the alpha male conversational maneuvers, call me during the live show, Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-DAVE-007. That's Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-328-3007. This This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. The beer is flowing. The aroma of cigars wafting all over Humidor 1A. Excellent camaraderie. This is what Cigar Oktoberfest is all about. Enjoying two great naturally made products. Cigars and beer. We've sampled thus far... In the first hour, let's see, I believe one, two, I think we only got to two beers. We only got to two. But the good news is we've got about 16 that we will sample here <laughs> in our number. We will get very busy. <laughs> I've got my Ithaca Country Pumpkin ready to go next. And we are set as we celebrate Cigar Oktoberfest. Hard to believe October is done in just about four or five days. Another year of Oktoberfest and beer tasting maneuvers in the annals of history. It flies very, very quickly indeed. 
Welcome back. Hour number two of the Cigar Dave Show, 877-DAVE-007. Lines are jammed. We will get to phones in just a moment. Rejoined by our special Humidor 1A guests as we celebrate Cigar Oktoberfest beer tasting maneuvers. Mike Bryant, the owner of Dunedin Brewing. Ricky Krantz, the brewmaster at Dunedin Brewing. And Dunedin Brewing, a craft beer uh, uh, operation in Dunedin, Florida, over in Pinellas County, right by the Gulf. Actually, you can stone throw from the Gulf of Mexico in the Tampa Bay area. Area, and you've got a beautiful brew pub. You make the beer right there. You're open till what? Two, three in the morning. Entertainment, cigar friendly. Oh yeah, yeah. Fun my kind everybody. of place. Didn't want <laughs> to leave you. yesterday. <laughs> Thank you. But by the way, there's a great uh, little place next door that sells stone crabs. Twenty eight bucks for colossals by the pound. Oh, man, mm-hmm. that yeah. was a lovely dinner last John's night. John's place. <laughs> oh man, nice. they were fantastic. Twenty eight bucks is a deal. They're thirty two oh, yeah. in Sarasota where I'm. And they were huge. These were not. These were big. But uh, I'm a little Fresh. worried about the stone crab season. We'll yeah. see what happens. But voice talent, Ed, front and center in Humidor 1A. Glad that you could come up for the festivities. Well, as uh, the great uh, New York disc jockey Dan Ingram used to say, I'm proud to be amongst you. Absolutely. And uh, many, uh, let's see, you had Cousin Brucie up in New York. I sure. remember when I was a kid touring uh, WNBC, the great Cousin Brucie. My Soup- good friend Big J Sorensen, still on CBS yes. FM. Uh, yeah. Soupy Sales was Soupy? a big time on yeah. uh, just a name like good Soupy, talent. you want to laugh. Good talent. Absolutely. You had a lot of good ones in Buffalo where you're from, too. That's exactly right. Dick There's Biondi, uh, was there uh, one Sandy time? Beach, Joey Reynolds, uh, the, uh, what was it, uh, not the Wolfman. Jack, uh, Jackson Armstrong was there, too. On Jackson WKW. Armstrong, that's right. Uh, but I'm trying to remember the Hound. Lorenz, the, the oh, Hound yeah, Lorenz. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, a lot of great. Back in the days, the the glory days of radio, yeah, when it was yes. a creative entertainment. Well, we do our part to keep radio compelling, creative, and entertaining. We're the last vestiges of creativity in radio. <laughs> that is for <laughs> sure. This talk radio stuff. <laughs> that yeah. is no question about yes. it. All right, if you want to follow me on Twitter, at Cigar Dave Show, uh, we've just tweeted out a whole bunch of pictures. Follow me at Facebook, facebook.com slash Cigar Dave. Before I talk to voice talent Ed about a beer that was brought up last week by one of our <laughs> lieutenants, I want to let you know that we are now just four weeks away from the 2013 Tampa Cigar Festival. Voice Talent Ed, you were there last uh, year. We count the days even before the previous one ends. That's right. Bigger and better five acres of cigar paradise. It all takes place Saturday, November 23rd, Fort Brook, Cotenshoby Park in downtown Tampa. And it is the world's largest cigar extravaganza. Gentlemen, I hope you'll be coming. And... uh, Enjoying the festivities as well. It's a good time of year. A lot of beer Perfect there. Time of year. A lot of beer Uh-oh. and a lot of cigars. Oh, man. That's a lot of good. entertainment. Two stages of musical entertainment all day. I'll be on the main stage from noon to two. Don Juseum and the Cigar Dave Orchestra will mm-hmm. be there. Voice telling Ed. We've got uh, Colonel Ange. Mick the Brit has informed me that he is uh, arriving. I've got his confidential and classified travel uh, details that he has uh, emailed to me. Oh, I better buy the case of vodka then. Uh, case, uh, how about an 18-wheeler full of vodka? <laughs> well, and then yeah, we've got Captain Paul. We've got the whole crew coming, so we're very excited about that. Now, let me just give you some important things about Tampa Cigar Festival. Friday, November 22nd, we started off with the pre-party at the historic J.C. Newman Cigar Factory. That is 7 to 10 p.m., Friday, November 22nd. Tickets are $100. You will have a fully catered buffet, including steamship round, turkey, pasta station, sumptuous food, open bar. You get three magnificent premium cigars. You will see... You'll be able to tour the J.C. Newman Cigar Factory. There'll be a couple of workers there actually making cigars. Great entertainment. It is a fantastic time. That is Friday night. Saturday, it is the Tampa Cigar Festival, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Tickets are $10. Kids 12 and under are free. If you would like 
to watch and enjoy the festival to the max, as an alpha male should, the VIP experience is the way to go. We will have a private tent that will have a nice lounge set up, an all-day buffet starting at 10 a.m. until 4 p.m., catered by the Columbia. We've got all the famous Spanish and Tampa dishes from chicken and yellow rice ebor to the uh, to the merluza, wonderful fish. We've got uh, the meat dishes. We've got uh, the Cuban sandwiches. Sumptuous all-day open bar. You get five premium cigars, reserved seating on uh, the, in front of the main stage for the Cigar Dave Show. You can enjoy yourself under the tent. Tickets $125. And I'm looking right now, and we are almost close to sell it. I think we are about uh, eh, about 10, 12 tickets away. We added a larger tent this year. So if you want to attend the Tampa Cigar Festival, this would be the way to do it. The pre-party, the Friday night Cigar Night Live uh, pre-festival party from 7 to 10 p.m. at J.C. Newman, and then the 2013 Tampa Cigar Festival VIP experience. And, of course, general admission is uh, is there as well. We'll have manufacturers. We'll have retailers. Uh, Cigar City Brewing, one of the sponsors, they're going to be uh, providing all the beer, so it'll be a great time, great food, great entertainment, two stages, five acres of paradise. Voice talent, Ed, you will vouch. I it was will. a never. It was a non-ending party. Nobody wanted it to was. leave last year. It, it was. I, I've. Uh, I can almost say that you'll never have a better time in your life. That's right. So you got to be there. Believe me. At Saturday, Nove- and I love it. Friday, November twenty second. Saturday, November twenty third. Go to cigardave.com or you can go to tampacigarfestival.com. All the details there. Get your tickets because when they are gone, they're gone. And I will guarantee you're going to want to uh, get those VIP tickets. All right. Let's talk a little bit about. Uh, a beer that was brought up last week, Voice Talent, Ed, and it is called Old Frothing Slosh. Yes. Now, I am looking at a picture that I just tweeted out of the Old Frothing Slosh model, spokesmodel, I guess. Fatima uh, Yechberg. Uh, all I can say is, uh, let's put it this way, uh, Pamela Anderson and uh, some of the other <laughs> models are in no danger of having their, their crown taken away. Yeah, she was a 300-pound-plus She's lady. a heifer. There's yeah. no question <laughs> about it. Uh, Marsha Phillips. So. Yeah, they, it's not a lager. It's a heifer beer. Yeah. Uh, and, and I just tweeted out a picture of that. Now, tell me the history of Old Frothing Slush. Well, it was actually a fictitious beer. It was uh, the brainchild of a uh, gentleman who uh, graced the airwaves on KDKA in Pittsburgh, where I'm originally from, uh, between 1954 and 1965. The fellow's name was Reg Cordick. And he did a bunch of commercial parodies like we all probably have in radio at one point or another. And this took off, this old frothing slosh. He called it the pale stale ale with the foam on the bottom. Yeah, yeah. And he, a whale of an ale for the pale stale male was another catch. Well, she was a whale on <laughs> oh, the front of the yeah, beer. Yes, There's yes. no question about that. <laughs> but uh, anyway, Iron City Brewery caught on to this. And they began, they, I think they bought the rights to it in 54. And by Christmas of 55, they were marketing old frothing slosh and i think they they put the cans or the bottles in the case upside down mm-hmm. at one point yeah. because of the pale stale ale from the bottom and um from christmas 55 it was well actually it was just iron city regular iron city but it took off and reeds cordick um he left Pittsburgh in 1965 to uh, to go to uh, KNX in Los Angeles to replace a guy by the name of Bob Crane 
Hogan's Heroes. Hogan's Heroes, oh, yeah. yeah. And Reed ultimately uh, became a very uh, a popular character actor, appearing on shows like uh, The Monkees, Gunsmoke, um, Scooby-Doo, Barnaby Jones, The Waltons, a bunch of stuff. I wish I had his IMDb uh, uh, yeah. listing there. I mean, I'd be making far more money than I am now, I'll tell you. <laughs> but uh, Reed did very well. He left Pittsburgh in 1965, but for years and years they still... Are marketing, and I heard mm-hmm. it came back in 2011, but mm-hmm. I don't know if they're still making it. Or no, 2000, 2012, just last year. I but I think they might have stopped making yeah. it. <clears throat> but Reach's show, um, he had a cast of characters on there. One of them was Bob Tro, the late Bob Tro, who I knew. And he uh, went on to be Bob Dog and uh, Robert Tro, or Robert Troll on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, and Carl Hardman. Who, uh, with the zombie fanatics out there now, Carl Hardman was in the original Night of the Living Dead with, uh, with uh, well, the, the original George Romero. Man. And uh, uh, Carl just passed away a couple of years ago. He and his wife Marilyn owned a, a successful recording studio in Pittsburgh. But they were part of the Reach Kordick uh, show. Reach's show pretty much flopped out in L.A., but uh, fortunately, not like the other Regis, Regis Philbin. Oh well, yeah, that, 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 that guy—he he did okay for himself. But uh, but anyway, all these years later, uh, old frothing slosh lives on in in Pittsburgh. Oh man, and uh, so I makes me thirsty for an Iron City now. No offense, guys. I think okay. it's one of the, one well, of the first tall boys. I, it I might, think it was it might the first been. tall boy uh, can. Well, Pittsburgh had a lot of firsts. Man. You know. Because my mentor was a guy named Porky Chadwick, the first uh, white disc jockey on the Eastern Seaboard to play all rhythm and blues and oldies. And he's so still he, alive he's today. He's what, in his 90s? 96 years old. Oh, in fact, man. I just talked to his wife the other day. I just uh, got them tickets to a WWE show. He's a big fan. so It's an absolute smackdown when the general <laughs> the whacks the enemies of pleasure. Come on, do that, Ed. It's, it's an absolute smackdown when the general whacks the enemies of pleasure. And takes no prisoners. And takes no prisoners. <laughs> and makes Sunday football look like a cabbage patch picnic. And makes Sunday football look like a cabbage patch picnic. I love it. On right. the frozen tundra of Tampa, Florida. <laughs> NFL, listen, I can do that gig. Call me. In the frozen tundra of New Orleans, <laughs> uh, of Green Bay, Lambeau Field. Lambeau Field, The yes, Titans, the Vicenda. Giants of Men. <laughs> All right. Well, I have a Titan of a beer in my hand. Well, actually, I don't know if that's the case or not. But nonetheless, uh, we don't have Old Frothing Slosh. And we don't have the lady on Old Frothing Slosh, which is a good thing. Yes, I but would say I, she's I, passed away. I do want to thank John and, and Brad from Consumers Beverages because they sent me a whole bunch of beer. Uh, and yesterday's shipment was all the pumpkins. So this is from Ithaca Beer Company in Ithaca, New York, just south of Syracuse in the Finger Lakes region. They began uh, brewing a December of 1997, and uh, they've got a nice uh, little operation going on here. They've got a whole bunch of year-round beers, and they've got their seasonal beers, and the Country Pumpkin is one of them. So without any further delay, in fact, let me see if I can get... Uh, it's 6.3% alcohol by volume. Now... Mike and Ricky, tell me if this sounds familiar. The malts are two-roll pale, Vienna, Munich, Caramunich, and honey malt. Hmm. Absolutely. We've, we've used all of those before. You've got a European tour in one beer. <laughs> uh, we did. Now, for the hops, they use Magnum. Sounds uh, very, yes. very... Now, tell me about the Magnum. Magnum? Uh, Magnum's a, a higher alpha variety, I believe, out of Germany. Um, yeah. Now, they also use... They, they put some other ingredients. Pumpkin puree, cinnamon, nutmeg, ginger, and allspice. And uh, it is a deep golden orange. I mean, this is really, this looks, mm-hmm. this orange all the way. Looks like a pumpkin. Yeah. And 
wonderful aromas, just wonderful complexity on the nose. Some uh, Definitely can, can get some of that nutmeg, the cinnamon, mm-hmm. the pumpkin. I will say cheers to everyone. Mm. That's nice. Wow. Can definitely, you know, it's mm. uh, 6.3% alcohol by volume. If I have to bet, I'd say the IBUs on this is maybe 25. Uh, probably a little bit lower. A little bit lower, yeah. Not I think a- they're only using hops at this point to balance it to make it mm-hmm. not cloyingly sweet. Yeah, very nice. It's a sleeper. It's like a confection. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, but not overly sweet, just yeah. subtle enough. So it, it's almost like some of those libations, uh, so the bourbons, like, for example, Crown Royal. You know, they've got this maple, but they inject like Aunt Jemima maple syrup in there. It's terrible. It's yeah. too, I want it just subtle. I want it aged in the maple barrels. But this is very nice, very impressive beer. Mm. This uh, this uh, uh, Ithaca beer, country pumpkin. Very, very pleasant. So that's one that we will add on the list. And for those of you that live in the Northeast, uh, listening, say, on WBEN or in Syracuse, you could absolutely pick this up. It would be available. And this is very, very pleasant. I'll take another sip. Hmm. We will take a short time out, Lieutenant. So we come back. We will hit the phones. We're going to go to uh, Harry and Jeff next. We've got Harry down in Boca Raton, Jeff in Tucson, and we will continue talking about beer. I've got a couple of other questions for our special guests, Mike Bryan and Ricky Kranz of Dunedin Brewing. Specifically, I want to talk about some of the other beers, the stouts, the chocolate stouts, the oatmeal stouts. I want to get into that and a lambic. So we are talking Cigar Oktoberfest beer tasting maneuvers today. In the first hour, we taught you how beer is brewed. We took you through all six, seven steps. and We've tasted different beers. We've given you different terms. So now when you go in to a brew house or you go to pick up some beers, you know what gravity means. You know what international bitterness units are. You know the importance of the malted barleys, of the hops. Everything you need to know to be a true connoisseur and appreciate beer in a manner in which up to this point you probably have not done. So our job here, lieutenants, to make you the complete alpha male so that you know cigars, you know spirits, and you certainly know your dames. VIP tickets for the Tampa Cigar Festival on Saturday, November 23rd are selling fast. Get yours today at CigarDave.com. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. 
The 2013 Tampa Cigar Festival is fast approaching. Join cigar connoisseurs from across the country for the world's largest cigar celebration. The Tampa Cigar Festival takes place on Saturday, November 23rd from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. at Fort Brook Cotenjobe Park, directly behind the Tampa Bay Times Forum in downtown Tampa. Enjoy great cigars and deals, Tampa-inspired delicacies, cool, refreshing craft beer from Cigar City Brewing, two stages of all-day continuous entertainment, and a live nationwide broadcast of the Cigar Dave Show, a Accompanied by the Don Juicium Orchestra, it's five acres of family-friendly cigar paradise. General admission is $10. Kids 12 and under free. Go all out with a VIP experience ticket. That includes private VIP tent and seating, all-day buffet from the Columbia Restaurant, open bar, and five premium cigars. The 2013 Tampa Cigar Festival, Saturday, November 23rd, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. in downtown Tampa. Info and VIP tickets at tampacigarfestival.com. That's tampacigarfestival.com. True excellence endures even as taste and fashions change. In the world of luxury cigars, the bold new H. Upman Legacy embodies this legendary brand's true excellence in a stylish contemporary cigar. To smoke an H. Upman Legacy is to experience a modern legacy, a modern legacy that begins with select leaves from the excellent 2008 vintage, leaves cultivated from seeds prized by growers for generations. A dark mountain-grown Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper highlights the robust blend. Flawless craftsmanship and H. Upman Hallmark is evident in Legacy. Created by the loving hands of dedicated artisans, Legacy is a vibrant, complex, fuller-bodied smoke favored by today's connoisseur. Experience a modern Legacy, H. Upman Legacy, true excellence in a cigar crafted for today. Visit us on Facebook and Twitter at The Cigar Life. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. many suds since the laundromat down the street went boom. Back to your brewmeister in chief, Lager Dave. Cigar Dave, Lager Dave, Brewmaster Dave. The titles keep on. Ed, nice job on the live liner, by oh, the way. thank you. I, and I think we need you in the studio in Humidor 1A full-time uh, every show. You got it. Uh, exactly. We can we'll, do that. No problem. We will, uh, we'll, in fact, don't worry, Colleen, What uh, uh, the Portuguese princess, what we'll do is we'll tell her that we will put you up in proper accommodations. We will have Miss Kate, I think we can siphon off six of the harem to make sure that Ed is properly relaxed, <laughs> free of any stress before the show. That should make Colleen feel real good. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, give the Portuguese princess some fine libations. She'll be happy to go. And Absolutely. she's got a cabana boy anyway. Uh, yeah, and you know, she she sent some uh, cake. Yeah, I saw that. What did you, you bring yeah, in? Well, I, I'm, I'm hiding it down here. It's, uh, it's tiramisu cake. In fact, she put a picture of it on her Facebook page, and everybody was. Uh, we'll take a picture of that, and we will tweet that out. Yeah. Okay. You tiramisu cake. Got it on ice. Beautiful. Yes. The Portuguese princess at it again. I am yes. blessed. I should look like I'm, I. I should have a, a, a waist like a Volkswagen VW. Well, that's but, where the harem comes in because it keeps you know all the cardiovascular system and all the other plumbing systems working as properly. Jackie Wilson sang "Baby Workout." <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's do this. Take a couple of calls, and then I've got a couple of questions on some other. 
other styles of beer. But uh, let's say hello to Harry down in Boca Raton. You are front and center. Well, long ashes to you, General. Back at you. I am a big fan of a very strong beer. As a matter of fact, I love the Carlsberg Elephant beers and things like that. Now, I have had both experiences whereby I've had a very strong cigar with a strong beer, and I've also had a very mild cigar with a strong beer. But I have to say that I think the stronger cigar with the stronger beer goes extremely well. Well, exactly, because if you have a cigar that's mild with a strong beer, it's going to drown out the cigar. So you need to absolutely make sure you pair up the appropriate cigar with the appropriate beer or libation. So if you have a medium-bodied cigar, you want a medium-bodied libation. A mild. I have also found that the Maduro goes very well also. No, it can never go wrong with the Maduro. And I'll tell you, Maduro with a uh, like a stout, I think, would go very nicely. Yes. Can't go wrong with that. Harry, here's what I'll do for you. I would like to send you out the October Officers Club selection of the La Gloria Cubana Siriar Natural. Now, when you get these, you'll think they're Maduros because that Ecuadorian uh, Sumatra wrapper is so dark, but it's a natural wrapper, beautiful cigar. It's coming your way. Pair that up with that Carlsberg or a nice chocolate stout. You will not go wrong. Lieutenants will continue. 877-DAVE-007. Cigar Oktoberfest Beer Tasting Maneuvers. Listen to Cigar Dave anytime, anywhere, with podcasts of the show. Download them through iTunes or visit CigarDave.com. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. I'm here with my brother Nish and my cousin Nimish, and we're talking cigars. Guess what? They want me to vote on what my favorite cigar is. It's tough, but I'm going to go with the Decade. I love it. It's rich, decadent, and smooth. Rocky, you know what? The Decade's a great cigar, but the 15th anniversary, that's the cigar. That celebrated your 15 years in business, and I got to tell you, it's my favorite. You know what, Nish and Rocky? You both are wrong. The best cigar is Freedom by Rocky Patel. This cigar delivers a lot of spice, a lot of flavor, and in my opinion, it's the best cigar we make. As usual, we can't agree. But guess what? There's a great cigar for everyone. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club.
Cigar Dave's health recommendation. Include ample amounts of wreckage and stackage in your daily diet. Screw the fruits and vegetables. Not exactly, because beer is technically a vegetable. So I do not advise giving up all vegetables, especially when it comes to beer. Now, as you hear in the background, the Monster Mash for Halloween, and I have pulled out a beer that's appropriate for the song, the Great Lakes Brewing Company's Nosferatu. 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 A handcrafted imperial red ale made in Cleveland, Ohio. Very big brewery, actually. Great Lakes Brewing. This is one of their seasonals. And it says, forego the paltry teen vampire zeitgeist and retreat to the cellar with our Nosferatu Imperial <laughs> Red Ale name for the silver screen's earliest portrayal of Dracula. But beware, one touch of Nosferatu's crisp hop bite to the tongue could turn you into an eternally hop thirsty monster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had to get into the, uh, into the Halloween spirit there. Uh, so this is an American red ale. And uh, let's talk about what an American red ale is. It says that it's highly hopped and rich with flavor, yet remarkably balanced. And here's what the ingredients are. For the malt, gentlemen, Harrington two-row base malt. They use Crystal 77, a special roast. For the hops, they use Simcoe and Cascade. Your comments, your thoughts. Uh, well, we'll get that microphone on privately. There we go. <laughs> um. Now they're just using an average base malt, but when they're sent, when they're talking about Crystal Seventy Seven, it's right. uh, when you use Crystal Malt, it's they've caramelized the starches and sugars inside of that malt so that it adds a sweetness and a fuller body to the beer itself. And it, it says here now they use a special roast, which uses gives subtle hints of toasty and biscuit flavors. Now the hops that says that Simcoe is a unique, non-traditional bittering hop. Provides high levels of bitterness with smoothness. And the Cascade, very popular in American pale ales, provides a citrusy grapefruit aroma and flavor, complements the heavy malts. Yeah, those are those are generally hops that you're going to find in an IPA more than a red ale. Okay, and this is... Now, what's the difference between a red ale and an IPA? They're both ales. Uh, red's going to use more of that caramelized malt to give okay. it that red color. Well, this is a deep, burnt, uh, fire red. Yeah, that is no a question. very dark yeah. red. Okay. Um, whereas a pale ale is generally just going to have that pale ale malt um, with maybe a little bit of a lower crystal malt, like a C20 or something like that, just to add some body to now, it. Now, I'm using a bourbon or whiskey uh, tasting glass, and the reason I like this even for beer is because it'll, it's got a big bowl at the bottom, and towards the top it narrows, but it allows the... I believe the flavors, as I twirl it around here in the in the uh, in the bottom of the bowl, to be exposed and into a very concentrated uh, uh, vessel. And I am noticing some very nice notes of grapefruit, definitely some citrus notes, but not overpowering. I'll say cheers. Mm. Wow, that's now that's it's got some. It's definitely bold, a lot of body to it, very rich. And I think you're right, that hoppiness, that cascade balances out that Simcoe because that Simcoe is a very, very uh, bold, you know, bittery hop. But this has a lot of flavor to it. Very nice. Yes, and Cascade's very famous mm. for that grapefruit flavor It's good. Well. 
That's good. What do you think, Mike? Oh, yeah. The grapefruit comes out. That's great. And I should reintroduce everyone. Mike Bryant, the owner of Dunedin Brewing. We've got Ricky Krantz, the head brewmaster over at Dunedin Brewing in the Tampa Bay area. Voice talent Ed, who is now pouring. Oh, he's taking the rest of he's, You're taking it all, voice talent Ed. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. He's filling up his entire <laughs> stein. See, there's an inch and a half left. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> It's all right. Go ahead and enjoy. Got to keep the pipes properly lubricated. Oh, that's that's very pleasant. That's what I tell everyone. Let's say hello to Jeff. Tucson, Arizona, one of my favorite spots. You're front and center. Long after, Chief General. How are you doing today? Fantastic. How's everything in Arizona, Jeff? Wonderful, wonderful. Excellent. Listen, General, my my taste for alcohol is, or beer, everything alcohol, but uh, beer goes from the mild all the way up to the bitter and the really good stuff. You know, I, I... I'm uh, partial to the spot in Oktoberfest this time of the year. Um, I'm just wondering uh, what would be a good cigar to, uh, to match that. Well, the Spaten Oktoberfest, if you say it, i got to say it like the Germans, Spaten Oktoberfest! Jawohl, der Kamidan Klink! That particular beer is not overly powerful. You know, you think that it's going to be a full-flavored beer. Again, you think of those big, robust German women. Not the case at all. It's actually a very mild, very uh, balanced, very calm beer. So I would say in that case, you need a mild-flavored cigar. Rocky Patel Vintage 99 would be one I would recommend. The Perdomo 20th uh, Anniversary Reserve Champagne. The Vega Fina or the Romeo y Giulietta Reserva Real is very good. Uh, Perla Del Mar would be fine. You know, I'm smoking the Monte Cristo New York Connoisseur Edition, but the regular Monte Cristo or Monte Cristo White would also go very nicely because they're all on the milder-bodied side. A Diamond Crown would go beautifully as well. Any of those you can't go wrong with. That's great. Thank you, General. I appreciate the... uh recommendation and um drink on well we will drink on jeff and here's what i'm going to do i'll send you out some of the romeo y julieta reserva reals beautiful connecticut ecuadorian wrapper uh most popular romeo there is very nice cigar that'll go beautifully with that spotten uh beer that you uh so enjoy thank you general and uh happy salute to you and all yours and the presence of you Take care and have a wonderful day, sir. Jeff, you do the same. And uh, Arizona, love Tucson, love Scottsdale, very cool part of the country. Nice weather here, though, in the Cigar City. Uh, this morning was like 58. Oh, it's a, beautiful. It was yeah. fine. You got a jacket on, Voice Talent, Ed. Well, it's a, uh, it's cool in here. Uh, we keep we like it that way. <laughs> we, we, we Why do I want to sweat while I'm, while I'm wow. pontificating, conducting pleasure maneuvers? You're doing all the work. In fact, most of the time here. we've got a, most of the time we've got a couple extra members of the harem that fan me and feed well, me yeah. grapes during the show. Where are they? Well, Miskate is. Biscate's worried that you're going to want to take a few back home with you. Ed. Oh, honey, you don't have to worry about that, baby. Just, I wouldn't do that. Miscate, he, <laughs> he, 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 he can rent them for a short amount of time, but he can't take them with him. No. Can't own them, he can rent them. All right, let's say hello to Paul up in the Buckeye State of Ohio. You are front and center, Paul. Long ashes, General. Back at you. Back at you. I've been listening to you since, uh, well, since... You were smoke this back in the late nineties. Wow, I'll tell you what. We started the show July eighth of ninety five, and I wanna say that uh we changed the name to the Cigar Dave show right around two thousand. Uh so yeah, you're exactly right. That goes way back, but uh about fifteen uh, fourteen, fifteen years ago. Yeah, I was uh I was more fact I worked part time at a cigar store back then and we used to love listening to to, to you and and then our radio station, I was li- living in Pittsburgh at the time. Right. And our radio station took you off the air so they could put NASCAR on. <laughs> 
I can't compete with Netcar. What can I tell you? <laughs> Listen, I always say this. The difference between the NASCAR audience and the Cigar Dave audience, number one, my audience has teeth. Number two, my audience has jobs. And number three, my audience are uh, they're smoking a fine uh, 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 rolled leaves that uh, you don't stick into your mouth between your cheek and gum. It's just a little different audience, okay? And by the way... None of my audience has ever inbred. So I'm just going to leave it at that. (laughs) The reason I called, uh, like I said, I've listened to you for years. And when uh, you came out with the app, boy, I'll tell you, I I got it the day that it came out. Beautiful. And, but I've had one problem. What's that? Last week and this week, I have not been able to listen to you on the app. Because my app just says connecting. Okay, here's what happens sometimes is that, and this can happen no matter what. We've tested everything. Everything's working fine. Every so often, an app will get hung up. And what you need to do, do you have the uh, an Android or an, uh, or an iPhone? iPhone. Okay, what you need to do is, because I have the iPhone also. Did you upgrade to iOS 7? I have not yet. Okay, well, even if you, you, uh, you double-click the button, it will show you the uh, apps that are... That are still whoops that are still operating. Whoops, hang on a second. I just hit the voiceover. Hang on a second. Okay. Beautiful. I, I, I just don't give out your phone number. No, it doesn't give anything. Else. Okay, there we go. Uh, I, I hit the button too many times. What happens is you need to. Uh, it's still operating in the. You can close the app, but it's still in the background. So obviously it can get hung up. Just like if you have a computer program, every so often it'll just hang on there, and you have to just close it out fully. So double click your home button, and uh, it should show you what apps are still opening. And then you just basically. On the bottom row, you just hit that X in the upper left-hand corner if you're using iOS 6, and that'll close it out, and then you'll just restart. You shouldn't have a problem. Okay. Well, that sounds like a simple fix. Yes. And upgrade to iOS 7. It uh, Because the cool thing that makes it easier is that when you are have multiple apps open, if you double-click the button... It scrolls all the open apps. Like, I've got about 10 open apps then right now. Then you flick them up to get rid of them. Then you flick them up and you get rid of them, and it's very easy. But these things happen. But the good news is everything is working fine on our end. And if you do that, I will guarantee you will be able to hear the Cigar Dave show no problem. And, Paul, here's what I'll do for you. How about I send you out some of the – I just talked about the Perla Del Mars from J.C. Newman. They're coming your way. Beautiful Nicaraguan-made cigar with a lovely Connecticut-Ecuadorian wrapper, medium in flavor, Beautiful stick coming your way. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. All right, Paul, and uh, thanks for listening going way back to when we were initially smoked this. We appreciate that. Now, there's a couple of other beers that I want to discuss, Mike and Ricky. A stout. We've talked about an ale. We've talked about a lager. What is a stout or a porter? Well, Stout and porter are very similar. There's actually some debate over what the the real difference is. But a stout is a type of ale normally. Um, So a stout's going to have a lot of those heavily, almost burned malts in it. So it gives it that nice black character. It lends some chocolate and some coffee notes. Um, Whereas a a porter is generally going to be kind of the midway between a brown and a stout. But again, there's a sort of gray area there. Now, even though we the name stout to me connotes that it's going to be rich and full, not necessarily the case because a Guinness is a stout, correct? That's correct. 
And that's relatively smooth. Yes. It's dark, and it's like a Maduro wrapper. People look at a Maduro and say, boy, that dark wrapper, that's going to be a Mm -hmm. super full, heavy cigar. Not the case. When you use those heavily roasted malts like that, it takes a very small amount to give it a very large flavor. So generally, stouts are going to have fewer ingredients unless it's listed as Imperial or Russian Imperial or Baltic. Now, even though beer is primarily barley, there's something called a wheat beer. Where they actually put uh, put wheat in with the barley, correct? Yeah, gen- uh, it can be up to like 40 or 50% wheat in a wheat beer. And that'll mellow it a little bit? <clears throat> wheat has a much easier flavor. That's why it's used in bread. It has, it's it's a, a, a rounder, almost sweeter sort of flavor to it. All right. And then Alambic, which is a Belgian-style beer. Now, Lambic is actually a region. Okay. Um, and they've, they've named essentially the, the yeast that is in that region They've named these beers after that. Yeah, it's a spontaneous uh, fermentation is how it all started from that region. So it's uh, south of Brussels. Okay. And uh, ideally, you're in a big barn with open fermenters that are like called cool ships. And just the flora in the atmosphere in that region land on the wart, and that starts the fermentation. So that's why the Lambic region is special like Champagne right. region, and you can you can buy now a liquid yeast strains that are lambic, but they're not true spontaneous fermentations. You know, it's just a, something over the centuries that's happened, and they can still do it there. Now, talking about wheat beer, that brings me to our next beer that we will sample from Dunedin Brewery, the Uh-oh. number one selling beer <laughs> at your craft brewery, Apricot Wheat Ale. Mm. Ooh, I got to open this up, and while I do that, Ricky, tell me about it. Uh, we actually base it off of our, our standard American wheat ale. Um, we just brew a, what I consider to be a very well-done wheat. <clears throat> and then after fermentation, we're going to add the apricot and the peach and create a very drinkable, refreshing beer. It's, it's just cool, refreshing. It's just like lemonade. So this has some apricot and peach. Now, what is it? Is it peach juice or is it uh, extract? Actually, concentrate. Concentrate. Yeah, we started way back. Um, originally, it was a uh, peach. I, I tell you, I, I smell more peach than I do apricot. Yeah, that's why you got to put the, the peach in there. The peach is so hard to get. Um, mm. a- apricot. Uh, we started with a uh, puree from uh, Oregon. Right. And the, the Oregon cooperatives, uh, the mm. food cooperatives are really are organized out there. Very hard to find. Very hard to get. And through the years, we've kind of solved all the problems of logistics of getting that here. This is fabulous. Uh, IBUs, International Bitterness Units, maybe 20, 25? Uh, Closer to 15. Okay, so it's relatively low. Uh, Not a hoppy beer. Very smooth. Again, the apricot and peach are very subtle. It's not like you're drinking apricot or peach juice Mm. or peach nectar. It's very subtle, very nice. This is your number one seller. Yeah. Well, with everything that we do, we try to make sure it's beer first. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's right. actually, yeah, actually a beer. It's actually a and I think that, beer. that the craft movement has started this, where there's experimentation is encouraged, and you may have people that are traditional saying, "Oh, my beer just can be hops and and uh, and and malt and water. That's it." But I think today's connoisseur, just like with cigars, they want something different. They want something unique. They want something that expands their palates and uh, really just. Crosses the line. And give the customer what they ask for. Exactly. It should be pleasant. It shouldn't be something that's so harsh. Well, we've got a couple of beers. Actually, we've got a whole plethora we're not going to get to. But uh, in our final concluding segment, we're going to do a Labatt's Blue. 
I want to do, you've got another one here, which I see in a nice big growler. I don't know what that is, but we'll do that. And I've got a couple other we'll pick from. Maybe we'll do either the Hebrew or maybe we'll do that Laguna IPA. I don't think we've done an IPA yet. So we'll pick one of those. Lieutenants, the final and concluding segment of 2013 Beer October Cigar Oktoberfest Beer Tasting Maneuvers is right around the corner as we conclude this edition of the Cigar Dave Show next. The General does more than just radio. He's got video now, too. See The General in action by subscribing at youtube.com slash Cigar Dave. Now, a few words with Rocky Patel about the private seller. Hi, this is Rocky Patel, and for years I've been saving special fillers and binders to make a personal blend that I absolutely love and enjoy. And everyone's been asking me for this cigar, but we've never had enough of the tobaccos. Finally, I've gathered enough great tobaccos to release something from my personal humidor. It's called the Rocky Patel Private Cellar. We spent years developing and perfecting the cigar. It's got gorgeous earthy flavors, beautiful, dark, oily, broadleaf wrapper, and some of the greatest fillers from Esteli and Condega in Nicaragua. This medium to full body cigar is rich, it's decadent, and it fills your palate with tons of flavor. I promise you, you're gonna love this cigar. Look for the private cellar so I can share some of my favorites with you. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause cancer and heart disease. If you're like millions of cigar buffs, you've enjoyed a love affair with Romeo y Julieta. Your passion has made it the world's best known brand, trusted to deliver an excellent mild smoke. But now you're ready for something new and avant-garde, something bolder with more panache. Now there's Romeo by Romeo y Julieta, a modern, fuller-bodied smoke created to lead an exciting new trend in luxury cigars. Romeo is our finest Romeo y Julieta, an awesome manly smoke, robust and rich in complex flavor sensations. Each leaf is carefully selected, delicately aged, and meticulously crafted by expert hands full of wisdom and tenderness. Hands with decades of experience, culminating in an unforgettable smoke. Your first Romeo will blow you away. The passion you've always felt will soar to new heights. You'll discover the passion that burns within. Visit The Cigar Life on Facebook and Twitter. Surgeon General warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. Pleasure, command, and control. It's the General Cigar Dave. I think we need to do another live liner, rejoin liner, with Voice Talent Ed, since he is front and center in Humidor 1A. Voice Talent Ed, can you come up with one quickly? So far, the beer tasting has been a huge success. No one has belched into the microphone. Yet. Here's America's Brewmeister-in-Chief. Cigar Dave. Yes, excellent voice talent, Ed, along with Mike Bryant, Ricky Krantz of Dunedin Brewery as we 
Sadly, this is like the last six minutes of Cigar Oktoberfest 2013. I can't believe that. I, we, it's, it seems like we were just starting National Bourbon Heritage Month beginning of September. Now we're finishing up Oktoberfest in October. It's uh, incredible. Colonel Ange has just tweeted out ah. that he is celebrating Cigar Oktoberfest along with all of us. And he sent a picture of his, I believe this is the Koenig Ludwig Weissbier. A Bavarian-style beer. Colonel Ange, and I believe he's got the brats that he's cooking up on one of the uh, grills in the pooch pit. No oh, question nice. about it. Fabulous. All right, let's go to our next beer here. And uh, this is a very popular one. You know, we really stayed away this year from the generic, well, the, the Budweiser's and the Coors and uh, the Miller's. But uh, we're just going to throw one into the mix here, a non-craft beer. This is Labatt's Blue, eh? This is the number one selling, the world's best-selling Canadian beer. Uh, it was initially called Labatt's Pilsner Lager. What is a Pilsner? Pilsner is uh, a lager that was made in Pilsen, Czechoslovakia. Ah, the- a monk left with the yeast from Germany with the lager yeast, which created a clear, smooth all they had back then was ales. Yep. And it, he took it to Czechoslovakia because Czechoslovakia's water and their climate has the best or most delicate grain hops. And he went up there and now that's what we have today. There you go. Well, this is, uh, as they say, it's clean, refreshing Pilsner with a distinctive hoppy aroma, a delicate character, and a slightly sweet aftertaste. I will, and it's a very light, uh, light yellow. Mm. You could use this for a urine sample if you needed to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if, if, some do. If you were at a spot uh, drug test. Maybe I will. <laughs> <laughs> Let me take a sip of this. Say cheers. It's like drinking flavored water. You know, now that you're used to all these craft beers, oh, yeah. there's really not a lot of complexity. But, but no again, people, no. but it, they sell like crazy. I'll pass that along, should you care to enjoy that. And let me say hello to Ben in San Antonio, Texas. You are front and center. Long ashes to you, General. Back at you. Thank you, sir. Um, I'm having a, a night with my grandfather. His wife's out of town for the first time in 10 years, and we're going to have a cigar together. Beautiful. I'm a big fan of the Zeno Classic Number 8, and was wondering if you could recommend something kind of light and flavorful for him. I don't think he's smoked in quite some time. Uh, I'll tell you what. You know, the Zeno Classic is uh, not an overly powerful cigar. It is uh, definitely on the medium-bodied. I'll tell you what. I would try uh, Davidoff uh, North America owns uh, Davidoff and Zeno. I would recommend the Camacho uh, Connecticut. Beautiful cigar. Can't go wrong. It's going to be mild to mild medium. It's a very nice stick. I don't have any in front of me, but I'll tell you what I do have. I've got some Rocky Patel Vintage 99 Connecticut's that I will send your way. How's that? That sounds terrific. Ben, enjoy the evening with him. Gentlemen, I don't think we have time for our Lagunitas IPA and our Hebrew Genesis Dry Hop Session Ale, but we will sample them right after the show. I want to thank Mike Bryan, Ricky Krantz from Dunedin Brewery. Gentlemen, great having you here for Cigar Oktoberfest Beer Tasting Maneuvers. If you are visiting the Tampa Bay area, go see their brewery. It is fantastic. Voice talent, Ed, you're the best. See you November 23rd. Tampa Cigar Festival, Saturday, November 23rd. Details at CigarDave.com. Get your VIP tickets, Cigar Night tickets at CigarDave.com. Cigar Dave, the General Mayor, Humanoid always be full. Mayor Cutter always be sharp. Mayor Ash be extra, extra long. Cheers. Happy Oktoberfest. Got it all in. Nice.